What are we going to do? There's only three games left. Well, we're going to have to make the most of these. Joel Kane, Sean Ormerod, hello to you. Penultimate week oh, of the year. Of the footy it. year. Yeah, fewer syllables in second last. What about the hair? The, the most cut yeah, hair. The like most it? cut hair. Hang on. Don't yes. you start on hair. <laughs> you're... you're does he look like he's ready for ponytail stuff? Oh, yes. Like, it's just in that beautiful... Uh, no. I'm, I'm ready for haircuts. No, so no, no. For... I've worked him out. He's he's preparing. He's milking the, he, he's milking this and, oh, I, I, I'd cut it, but I, no, I, I can't. No, I've worked it out. He... Oh, do tell me. Come yeah, on, no, no, no. He's timed his run to perfection. <laughs> as soon as we get past this podcast, right... He is going to Nat Fife himself. Did you see Nat Fife's haircut? Oh, mate, one of the great. I've got, I've got a story on Nat Fife. You reckon Fife. that's not getting ready for a Nat Fife do? What's a Nat Fife do? Nah, he's the a... The haircut of the Brownlows. No, oh, no, I just, saw him, I, I just saw him stroll onto the stage and continuing to just think that the world revolves around Correct. him. Correct. I got told a great Nat Fife story once. Nat Fife, the Fremantle Dockers star, won a Brownlow. And... Um, is uh, not the greatest team-orientated player. No. The coach once said to him, I need you to play up forward today to fill a hole. And he goes, yeah, but that's going to cost me. That might cost me the Brownlow, mate. Uh, mm, actually said that. So, yep. yes, yes. Uh, a, co- a complete fig jam. <laughs> so, for you to compare, Sean, it's uh, very interesting. I'm not, just no, I'm, not, I'm not comparing anything, but that is the most cut hair in all of lockdown. It sure and, is. And it's that little fade on the sides. Beautiful. See, just zoom in. See this little patch here, right? I got accused many years for dyeing my hair. Mm, I'm not so vain. And but now this little grey patch is coming through. Now what I've started to do is a bit of an old trick. (laughs) Heavy on the um I never used to wear any mousse or even comb my hair. Are you trying to darken it up though? You darken it up. It's your it's your trademark. You put a little uh, it looks a bit peppy lapewish, but put a little bit of gel in there. Darkens it up, Dan. Okay. Are you going to go out gracefully with the grey? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Only if Can you confirm a... there's no dye in that well, hair? Look here, look here. Yeah, no, 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 no. no, no. That's, gray here. that's the great throw yeah, off. It's the great, oh. that's the great deflect. So can no, you no, conf- no. I can th- promise you. I absolutely promise you. There's nothing up the Tony Priddle? You can have a close yeah. look. I promise you. There's okay. no... A no bit cagey with the response. Yeah. Prom- uh, cagey? <laughs> zero dye. There's yeah. zero dye. I'm going to be having a deep dive into that a little bit later. And I think uh, no, well, yeah. you can look, but you can't yeah. touch. Okay. Uh, well, geez, w- what a great start to this uh, podcast. I got attacked by a magpie on the weekend. Has that ever happened you? to you blokes? Yeah. That is one of the scary. most frightening things that's ever happened yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. I had earphones in as well, so whack, right in the side of the year. And I thought someone threw a rock at me. <laughs> that's, um, that's why you see the people on the bikes. With the helmets and the uh, cable ties coming out of it, have you noticed people with the with the yeah, helmets? I, I draw the line. I'm all for not getting attacked by magpies. But if you've but got a helmet on, what you, would you need yeah, cable yeah, you ties? Look, you look like a wanker yeah. with the old cable ties yeah. poking out. Yeah, you're just low hanging fruit, and and I, I reckon it's saying come down and whack me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I got, and then I thought, and then I saw ma- the magpie scurry away. Yeah, and I thought, oh, the, and stupid me, I'm in half shock. And I thought, geez, that magpie must have got lost. Well, my doubts were uh, assuaged 30 seconds later when... That's got, the thing. If you get Once you get done once, you, 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 you know you're, you're, only, you're, you're a matter of seconds away from it well, coming. The again. second time he went in, he, he went yeah. in for the kill because it was like it was like my old days of cricket where a bouncer whizzed past you. Mm. You could hear the whizzing. And, it, and I must have just moved my head at the right moment because it just clipped my ear. Bled. I had a bird one day come at me... Uh, no, no, with flapping wings. No, I don't know what. I think it might be like a plumber bird. Or, I knew you'd go there. Oh, yeah. A plumber bird or something. Where he hadn't it, even finished your sentence and he was looking I at you. I looked up that way. 30 metres away. This bird was eye line and it was going. 
And uh, our listeners will know what sort of bird it is. I think it's the plumber bird or something. Mm. But they dead set get eye line and just go bang. Yeah. Scud missiles. Yeah, we, get, we get them around Sydney Park. They do, they come, it's like they're coming right for you. And yeah. just the last minute, they'll dive off. So anyway, uh, that was that was the story of my week. And that probably explained my betting as well. That was pretty ugly. Uh, oh, no, hang on. My best nah, bet best got bet. up. Yeah. What oh, about nah. you two? Did nah, you? Oh, shocking nah. Blackout. Ah. Complete blackout well, my, my, my play didn't play. I had Brian Tottenham to score two. And uh, he didn't yeah. play. Now, this is the unfortunate thing about our podcast is that we record on a Wednesday. And I know it sounds clever after the event, but as soon as I heard Toto was out, mm. I wanted no piece of Penrith at the line, yep. which was, what, 11 and a half, 12 and a half. Um, and they were never in the hunt of winning uh, at the line. Was that the game of the year? Can a game with only two tries be game of the year? I say yes. It was a cracker. Yeah, absolute cracker, wasn't it, Sean? Just shows how starved we've been of a of an old fashioned low scoring tight affair. Because yeah. I don't I don't think it was a, a, any well beater, but it's been so long that we've had, or since we've had something like that, well, that what made it, is, it so enjoyable. We haven't had a lot of games, Sean, where five to go, it's still game on. Yeah. We've had mm. a lot of books yeah. closed early, but what we said on this podcast, we went through the numbers of how traditionally, if you excluded the last game where they rested all the players, yes. They were scoring in the 20s, yeah, yeah. repeatedly right. in the 20s, and this went below that. Penrith. Penrith para. Yeah, that's right. That it was a low-scoring game. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but you were on that one. I, I was on it. I thought you were on it as well because you you went through the whole score sheet. Yeah. Mightn't have been your best bet, but I no. think you forecast that. i got a feeling, and I might be on, on an island here, Saturday's going to be the same, and I know it's daytime, and I know it's Melbourne Storm. I can see that being a defensive war as well. But anyway, we'll get to that uh, with our tips. Uh, all right, let's get to uh, the main topics from that game. And, and look, I know it's been done to death, but I'm going to do something, Sean, I might regret. I'm going to I'm going to open the floor to Noel Kane for a solution <laughs> for the... Uh, we have two situations here. One is the trainer debacle and the other is milking. Do you have a solution to milking? I'm going to give you 30 seconds. Yeah, well, the, the solution, uh, solution rather, the Blake Ferguson was clearly... He should be, has that's he, taken, has, he, has he been fined for that? No, that's taken the PLW5. So that's what I would do. They put the phone away. No, 30 seconds, mate. I'm, I'm giving well, you 30 the, seconds. I don't really have a solution, to be honest with you. Oh, well, I've got a the solution. solution is, Cut the replays out. Don't yeah. allow the bunker access to the replays until play moves yes. on. Oh, yeah. Let the, that's on, it. Okay. That's the solution. Yep, fair enough. And that and it worked. That yep. system worked until the bunker came in in 2016. Yep. Uh, because we used to have milking, right? Remember, about 10, 12 years ago, and then they brought out, they said if the, if the touchies or the two refs or the video referee up in the sky, so five officials, if they all missed it, <clears throat> bad luck. And we move on. And, and play okay, continues. Noel, Noel might have one for you. Noel might have one for you. <laughs> okay, hang on. I'm going to reset the what, clock what, what, what if the player who grabs the neck and milks, they must... Leave the field to be assessed. Again, you're in. You're in. The, what about the genuine mm. burner? See that you're right in your sentiment, but that's a hard one. Press to, stop. Okay. Press stop. Okay. Too too clever. There's always a there's always a very simple solution to to these um, scenarios. The one in this case is yours. Don't let him get involved and stop blowing penalties. Yeah, and they'll they will stop doing it in a matter of. Um, Games, yep. not months. It's it's finished. Same like the repeated um, penalties on the goal line three years ago. Start binning blokes. Yep. It stopped. Yep. 
You know, it, yep. it, it's very simple. Yep. But we've got to a point now, and Volandis has come out and said that there's going to be a, a, the review to end all reviews. Nothing's off the table. Well, it's going to take a lot of time because there's a lot that needs fixing up in the off-season. And, and a lot of that was brought in, has been brought in during his reign. So he's going to probably have to yeah. undo some of the damage. But yep. um, uh, as far as the uh, trainer is concerned, Penrith did, uh, did they, cheating is a strong word, they milked the rules to their advantage. Exactly. And every other club would have done it. If you offered every club that that exact situation, it's going to cost you twenty five grand. They would sign the check gladly. But is that should they be getting fined? Like they've gone to the touch judge and said, "Do this." Can't the touch judge just say, "No, hey, mate, that's not that's not my cup of tea." Yeah, but the, touchy, the touchy is looking at a few things as well. But but should they be fined for something? Yes, they deliberately they deliberately rorted the system. But they didn't. They weren't the ones who stopped the game. They weren't the ones who stopped the game. Yeah, but they... Yes, but as soon as a trainer... Stop the game, stop the game, stop the game! Mm. Touchy panics. He doesn't know the player is has got a leg problem. He thinks exactly. he's got a concussion. <clears throat> now, that's on the team. That's on the club. Okay. If not, they wouldn't have been fined 25 grand. I've got, I've got to say, we've got to come up with a better solution. It can't just be a monetary fine. I think you either... I don't think you can go as far as taking... Premiership points off the next year, but I think you can eat into their cap. Yeah. And you say right for twenty next year, twenty twenty two, a hundred thousand, fifty thousand comes off your cap. That'll hurt. Yep. Now that would hurt. Again, the club might say, "Bugger it, we want to win a comp now." Well, the fine, the fine is a cop out because the the NRL is just trying to do do something to put it to bed and 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 make it go away. They've they've created this issue. We saw um, on the West Tigers doco there was a some footage of Madge in the coach's box. One of his players is down in, in uh, backfield and he's screaming at his trainer to get out there and stop the game. Yeah, so he's tell, he's yelling at him to break the rules. Well, well, he, sorry. The, the, rule, the rules are yeah. if if there's an injury, you can call for the for the game sorry, to be stopped right. to as manipulate long as they the leave rules. the field. Yeah, yeah. But again, so, Mitch Kenny coming off and uh, being forced off the field is no punishment to Penrith. So the NRL brought in the rule, yes, okay, if, you, if the trainer calls play off, that player has to go off. Well, in that scenario, that suits Penrith fine. Yeah, but it, it is a punishment. They lose an interchange. But again, with two, that, this is the exact scenario where you would milk the yeah. rule. This is the only scenario where you should milk the rule. Mm. Two minutes to go, yeah. you, can, you can afford to lose that one interchange. It doesn't matter because the, 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 the player coming on might be buggered, but he's only got to get through two minutes. And it's, the, it's there for the, for the real edge case of a real serious injury. If the, you don't want to play a line on the ground with concussion and there's blokes running over him, mm. you know. But put it back, just put it on the ref. To, to make a call in that situation where Mitch Kenny was had no bearing on that play if Parramatta turned the ball over and all of a sudden there's players around him stop the game yeah because it's not safe we um attack- we're asking for it to be rewarded yeah and we ask refs to do too much but seriously what do touch judges do seriously what do they do they miss half the incidents I mean the touches didn't even see Latrell Mitchell smash Joey Manu. I mean, if they can't see that, what the hell are they there yeah, for? Let's, let's park this for now. That's, that's enough on Kenny and the buddy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right, because uh, there's yeah. going to be a special interview, by the way. I think yeah. it's on this feed. Now, for the KO people, 
you'll have to go to the Get Em On Side podcast uh, audio. Joel is going one-on-one with Alex Volkanovsky. Can't wait. And, he's, and, he's and Alex is listening to this. Scribbling just yeah, viciously. Got he's, got some qu- he's got some plenty I want of, uh, you ammunition. To, the first five minutes of Alex Volkanovsky, who's on UFC this weekend, I think it's on ESPN. I know because the ad was on 68 times yesterday <laughs> while I was watching Monday Night Football. Uh, uh, I, I want you for the first five minutes to see if Alex can fix up a rugby league rule. Right, cool. Okay, anyway, look for that somewhere later in the feed, but we're going to take a break. Bambi, one of us has got a particularly um, controversial Bambi Ooh. coming up right after this. They're sending a message. Outside, and the field is set to run. Sorry, everyone, it's, it's just... We're still alive in the quaddy. Sportsbet's new Bet With Mates. Start your group and share in the moment. New from Sportsbet. Well, what about this weekend of sport? It is an absolute blockbuster. You've got the racing, the spring racing. You've got the rugby league preliminary finals. We should be calling them semifinals, by the way. You've got the AFL grand final. You've got the Wallabies. But what about we wake up on Sunday to a major, major fight featuring an Australian who is conquering all. And I'm pleased to say live from Las Vegas, Alexander the Great. Alexander Volkanovsky is there. G'day, mate. What is happening, mate? How are you? Mate, a lot is happening, and this fight was supposed to happen for you way back in March, but can you share with our listeners and viewers what actually happened? Yeah, so I was uh, here uh, in Vegas, the same spot, uh, exactly where we are in the UFC bubble, but uh, I got uh, I got COVID, so uh, I was uh, pulled from the fight. Uh, we we're going to postpone it, and that's it. But we're here now, we're here now, but yeah, that was obviously unfortunate. Uh, but hey, what do you do? Did it knock you around much? Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. rattled me a bit. Uh, you know, uh, put me in hospital and whatnot. And I was just a bit worried about the lungs and that. But we we all good now. Obviously, uh, fighting. So uh, uh, obviously, the lungs are one hundred percent. So no long lasting effects on the lungs. So we all good. Geez, you're looking sharp, mate. You're looking very, very sharp. Uh, Brian Ortega, he's the mission. He's the man coming for you on Sunday. Um, now, the irony in all of this, you two were the coaches in the Ultimate Fighter. Did you have much to do with each other at that time? Well, you you do. You got to, you know. There was four weeks of filming, so uh, you know you, you know. There's a lot that you're going to have to do. I've never had to spend so much time with my my opponents. So then now it is that little bit more personal. Yeah, it's it's a bit different because uh, you know we're mingling with each other and obviously trying to stir the pot and uh, you know just uh, you know just stir each other up and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, so it, was, it is definitely different, which adds to this uh, whole experience. So like, you know, I can't wait to get in there and put my hands on it. You know what I mean? Because I've seen his face too much. I just want to punch it. You're a, <laughs> you're a big, big favourite here. A dollar fifty-three with Sportsbet, two dollars thirty-nine for Brian. How do you see the fight playing out? Yeah, man, I'm just I'm going to be too much for him. You know, I feel like I'm going to uh, throw him in deep waters within the first two rounds. I'm getting the finish in the third. In the third. Okay, we're looking forward to that as the punters, the punters are grabbing the sports bet out there searching for third yeah. round there. Is he worthy to take on you, uh, Brian Ortega? Oh, yeah, he's definitely earned his shot. Uh, definitely earned his shot. He looked great in his last performance. But, again, everyone looks good when I'm not in front of him. When I'm not in front of him. So, uh, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not that cocky type, but I'm telling you I'm confident and I'm going to kick his ass and I can't wait to do it. Last three fights have all been decision. Uh, can you take this one out with a knockout? Uh, yeah, well, that's it. Third round, I'm, I'm getting the finish. Whether it's uh, even if I'm uh, TKO on the ground, ground and pound, knockout, or even submission. Once I got him cooked, anything's uh, anything's uh, possible. So he's obviously known for his uh, jiu-jitsu, but once he's cooked and tired, uh, you know what I mean? It's uh, I'm, I'm too strong. I can get a finish anywhere. Oh, I'm loving the confidence here. I'm feeling the confidence. Uh, if we look beyond Ortega, if we so dare, what are we seeing beyond him? What's the plans after him? Should everything go to plan? 
Uh, Mabel, whoever's next. I think uh, Max and Yair is uh, is uh, fighting. Uh, I'm pretty sure. If not, you know, one of them two. So whoever it is, whoever wins that, I'll fight them. Uh, or if that fight's not happening, I know Max's name has been uh, mentioned a lot. And, uh, yeah, we, we still got uh, some unfinished business as well. So uh, the trilogy would be big. And I'd love that. But right now, I've got Ortega to worry about and He's got my full focus. The trilogy would be massive. What about Conor McGregor? Where's he at? I know he's uh, very popular amongst the fans for the UFC. Uh, do we see him win again in the UFC? Or is that uh, Tata Tatiana for Conor, you reckon? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, surely uh, he's not going to... You know, it depends who he fights. You know, if he's going to take on uh, you know guys like Poirier and all that type of stuff, yeah, maybe he's in for, for another hard night. But, I mean, if he uh, wants to... Get one in the bag, you know. Maybe bring a, bring someone just a big fight, uh, just to get him get things rolling again for him. Uh, maybe, but if that even happens, I don't know because he's uh, causing a bit of a, a bit of a stir on the the social media world and, and that. So uh, yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens with that. I imagine it's going to be hard to sleep the night before the fight. You've got the AFL Grand Final. You've got the Rugby League prelims. Manly take you on South. Uh, these great coaches, Des Hasler and Wayne Bennett, they'll meet in that particular game. Tommy Turbo, like you, has been an absolute fire for Manly. No Latrell Mitchell for South Sydney. Have you got a tip in this one? And for the listeners who don't know your background, of course, a premiership winner uh, with the mighty who? Who was the team down the coast there? Who, Warilla, the, Gorillas. Warilla Gorillas. Who's your tip in that one? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go Rabbitohs. You know, uh, I've, uh, I've obviously got a lot of relatives that that, that love them. Uh, I suppose my wife even goes for them, so I'll go with the, the Rabbitohs. Obviously, they don't have the trail, which is uh, that, that'll hurt, but. Uh, I definitely uh, feel like they can get the win that I'm rooting for. The Melbourne Storm, they're like you, uh, Alex. They're the defending champs. The challenger, Brian Ortega, is the Penrith Panthers. This is the Panthers taking the Storm, the grand final rematch. Have you got a little bit of a feel here? They're wounded, Penrith. They're limping in, but they've been so brave in getting there. They're fresh, the Melbourne Storm. How do you read this one? Yeah, well, I've got Penrith. Yeah, I've got Panthers. So I don't like you used the uh, Ortega no. or uh, the Penrith. <laughs> so maybe I'll just say the Storms because you said that. But uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to go the Panthers. So they're another team that I uh, that I sort of uh, had a lot of uh, guys I know play for them and, and whatnot. So they're, they're close to the hearts. So I'm rooting for them. So there you are in a room in Las Vegas. Uh, take us through the inner sanctum. Who's the team? Uh, you're in the bubble at the moment, aren't you? And the other big question, I suppose, when you get past Brian Ortega in the third round, can you celebrate proper Vegas style? Oh, yeah, we'll be celebrating, yeah. So we're stuck in the bubble now. But as soon as we get in that octagon, as soon as, it, as, soon as that finishes, we're good. We're allowed to mingle and do whatever we want. And I'm, I'm here for a few days, so... Uh, I guess I'll, I'll take advantage of uh, not being, in, you know, obviously in lockdown, which obviously I'm thinking of, of everyone uh, back home. Uh, this is obviously difficult, but yeah, I'll be celebrating 100%. Mate, we'll all be cheering. Just before you go, just to paint the picture for our listeners, the Warilla Gorilla back in the day. What sort of front row were you? Can you believe that? How much more were you weighing at the time when you were playing in the front row? And were you a handy ball player? Or were you just very, very tricky to stop 10 out? How did you used to play it? I was a 97 kilogram front rower, so I was a prop. So I was known for for my hit ups. So I was just a, like you see now, just a workhorse, mate. That's all I was. You know, give me the ball, I'll run the 10, 12 meters every time. I'll have three hit ups in in one set of six. I was that type of guy. Give me the ball in my my 10 meter line. You know, everyone wants the ball when they're near the try line, uh, but not in their own try line. But I'm the type of guy as he. Give me the ball. I'm going to get us out of here. You know, that's that's the type of uh, mentality I've always had. 97 kilos. What are you today? What, what are you going to be on fight day? Fight day, I'll be uh, probably around 75 kilograms, but I'm weighing in at 60, uh, 65.8.
Okay, well, when you get home, teach me how to lose 22 kilos. I'd mostly appreciate that. And by the way, I reckon at 97 kilos, people could, could be forgiven of thinking about a Timmy Manor. Fair bit of Timmy Manor, I think, in the great man, who's an absolute champion, by the way, Alex. But, um, mate, we are all cheering for you. Uh, lovely sports bet shirt, too, by the way. And uh, plenty of markets to get behind Alexander the Great. Yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to those belts coming home, mate. And uh, enjoy Las Vegas once you've got the spoils. Thank you, mate. That belt ain't going nowhere. Aussie, 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 let's go. Let's go. There he is. Uh, thank you very much, Alex. We'll be cheering on. It's a big Sunday coming up, and uh, Sportsbet have got you covered there. Quick break when we return. There's plenty more still to get through. Uh, we'll catch you on the other side. Don't miss Sportsbet's new Bet With Mates. Start your group, bet together and share in the moment. Bet With Mates, new from Sportsbet. All right, by the way, by the way, can someone please get a photo of Bradley Cooper in A Star Is Born? I think Ormerod <laughs> is trying to channel Brad Cooper in A Star yeah. Is Born, the tan, well, if I get anywhere the near back him, I'll, I'll be pretty happy no, with myself. No, no, don't, don't do the pretend <laughs> uh, Just, humility. Tell, tell me something, girl. Can you give us one of those? No, I can't give you one of those. <laughs> yes, you That's can. one of the great movies. Uh, Joel Kane. Right, yeah, let's start with this. Put the clock on, Dan. I want 40 seconds here. The Dalliums, okay? The Dalliums is such seconds. a prestigious award you throw me out there. But I've got it all fixed, Dan. We are diluting it. We're having try of the year, tackle of the year. We need a show for that. So we can have Fox having all those awards or Channel 9, whoever it is. But we're having a show for that. And the Dallium Night is all about not interchange player of the year. What we do is we just build it up, build it up for the player of the year. And then after we've announced the player of the year, we announce the coach of the year and the team of the year. And that's it. And now, how do you measure it? Very, very simple. Every broadcaster. So whether it's Triple M, whether it's SEN, I'm marching on with this six to go play on. So whoever's broadcasting it, they all hand in three, two, one. You add them all up. And what you do is, Dan, you give a five, four, three, two, one. (laughs) Yeah, I know you've said this. Because we don't need to have first versus third having three times the amount of votes. It could be all sorted. Yeah. Okay. Nicely done. Nicely done. No, it wasn't. No, you did. It would have been nicely done if you stayed out of the way and let me just bullet because, through. Because, mate, I know the people. I yeah. know the people, and I know there's a point where they lose interest. Right. But no. Uh, but in terms of this year's Dally M's, I can see what they're doing. They're they're thinking. Look, first no, this year I can see. Yeah, exactly. Because okay. they, they can't have it a proper event, so That's they're just right. trying to milk it out over two weeks. But, but I'm not just talking about this year in the past. It, it, we don't need the dilly dally interchange player of the year award. We don't need the fluffy little awards. Just have the play like, like the Brownlow. That's where they do yep. it better than us. Less is they more. They do. They do do it better than us. Um, I didn't watch. I can't sit through the Brownlow. That interviewer. Oh, you didn't. You didn't miss this, much. The interviewer. So I didn't want to bring this up because it'd be a sexist pig. But that interviewer. <laughs> Abby someone was horrific was horrific as an interviewer on the red carpet so the red carpet is pretty boring Um, yeah but bad is bad Um, uh, Ryan Seacrest proved you can actually make the red carpet interesting if you are engaged if you actually ask interesting questions Ryan Seacrest on the E channel would ask them 
it wouldn't just be what they're wearing. He would get the what you're wearing question out because it would be part of the deal. You've got to say I'm wearing Alexander McQueen because that's the deal. You've got to ask those things. But he'd ask them about their project. He'd ask them about what's next. And it would actually be a conversation. So please, can we just make the pre-show red carpet interesting at any award show? Speaking of red, was every Seagull interviewed red face? Were they all sunburnt? The manly side. Did you notice that? I saw um, Ruben Garrick. I saw a photo of Ruben. I didn't. I didn't watch any of it, but I. I did see a still of him, and he looked like he'd been getting more sun than me. <laughs> if that's possible. Uh, that's a nice Bambi from you. What about you, Sean? Very short uh, for me. Quick one. So don't ever need the timer because it's been done. Uh, and I, I just got to be careful because I wasn't sure if it was actually a hoax or not. It was that laughable. The Fox League promo. Matt Nabel. Does some great work with the scripts that he writes. Oh, God, I'm going to have to defend another thing. All right, I had to defend one. Here, go on, Sean. But the, he compared, and forgive me if this is a hoax, I'm not too sure, but he compared Daily Cherry Evans to some of the greats of, of world sport, like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and, and Tom Brady as well. Please, let's just draw a line there. He's nowhere near the echelon of those Thoughts? blokes. Defend. I haven't seen it. I actually haven't seen it, so I can't... I don't I, know I, the context. I've not seen it either. Give us the context. It was... Well, it obviously starts. What about this guy? Oh, As he starts it. everything, but it was like, who who would you want the, the the ball in in their hands with? You know, last play of the game, Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Tom Brady, Cherry oh, okay. Evans. Okay, hang on. Oh, hang on. Hang on. No, hang on. No. Well, why not? Let's just break this down. What, it, Rocky, Michael Jordan and why, Cherry Evans. No, why no, are you no. putting other sports he's in saying, front of us? He's saying. Right, clutch. That Michael Jordan, in, in that sport, you want it in Jordan's hand. In American football, Correct. you want it in Brady's hand. Mm, yeah. I don't think it's so ridiculous. They ice cool Daly Cherry yes. Evans. Who do no. I want? Okay, let's, who who do you want with the ball in their heads? Doesn't mean he's the best player. But at, at 16 all, with 30 seconds to go, geez, he's got more Let golden point this. game winners. He's got six golden point game winners. Dan, how many times have you called a game and we've both called a game and Daly's on one side and you just go, he'll get it done? Yeah. Agree with that? Yeah. Ice cool. I want to be on that side. Yeah. Who would you have the most yeah, clutch in the game? It's not Cherry Evans, I know that. Is it Adam hey, Reynolds? Uh, Cleary. Probably Cleary. Cleary. I'd say right now, yeah. Sammy Walker's got a bit of clutch. I just thought it was a bit, it was a bit of a stretch. He, he might have... Compared him to some of the, the greats of rugby no, league, you, maybe. You not, chose not to be offended by it. Um, so this was covered extensively in, I think, the Sydney Morning Herald. It might have been the Australian. Wayne Smith wrote very eloquently about the Wallabies and the fact that their test on Saturday night wasn't on radio anywhere, particularly the ABC. Mm. What the hell are the ABC? The ABC, as Jim Maxwell repeatedly tells us, you know, the finest broadcaster of sport in the country, and I actually agree, and they're the, certainly the broadest. Um, 5.30 Saturday, there was nothing competing against it. And the excuse was, oh, we had no one in Brisbane to do it. Well, the fine commentator, Andrew Moore, called the rugby league game off a television screen in Sydney uh, two hours later. I called the game off in Sydney. Did you do that game? Yes. You would have done it in Sydney. Ray Hadley did it in Sydney. The very, that's a pathetic excuse from the ABC. So, Jim, and I hope his health is fine, but I, I, I'm, if I was on social media, I'd certainly be awaiting Jim's tweet about the ABC being the greatest broadcasters of sport um, <laughs> uh, and, and they cover everything. Why, why were you there at the Wallabies game? Isn't that your charter to be covering those sorts of events? Anyway, no, give me the ball. I need the ball back. I need the ball back. No, I'm going for another Bambi here. 
My Bambi relates to just that, right? And we see this so often in this world where people, you in a thousand years would not have listened on the radio to the Wallabies on Saturday night, right? That's not the point. And people who whinge it's about stuff point. that's not going to impact them whatsoever. It's not the point. In any shape. It's oh, not the no, point. Oh, no, here we go. They're off. <laughs> but don't we see that? People who get out there and they whinge about it. And it's not going to affect them because you, Dan, would not in a million years you know what, actually, listen on the radio to the Wallabies playing. In Generally, you are 100% correct, but I actually watched 10 minutes of it accidentally on Saturday. Yes, and accidentally. Then I realized, yeah, and then, oh, 6 o'clock, the news is on. Yeah. So I flicked it to, yeah. to 9 I years. could think of nothing worse than listening but to a game at Rugby Union. You're missing oh. the point. Hang on. Rugby League's got four radio stations. You Actually, and I'm not saying the ABC shouldn't do it because they are very good at it, but... The point is, isn't the ABC there to fill some of the gaps and to, and to be the bro, a broad broadcaster? Dan, no one gives a rats. When when they were talking about the AFL versus Rugby League, was anybody saying... It's the pomposity of the ABC that, that bothers me. But was anybody saying, you know, like the, the rugby... Did, well, they weren't saying the arrogance of the rugby to keep the yeah. test up there. No one gives a rats. Pomposity. Yeah. <laughs> Are you looking for a gig at the ABC? You, was that no. a bit of career insurance from you? When's no. your year contractor? No, 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 no. <laughs> career insurance. Career insurance. Oh, the pomposity of you doing it. You're going for the low-hanging fruit. Is that a going word? for Jimmy Maxwell, right? No, hang on. Jimmy Maxwell? Jimmy yeah. Maxwell, summer doesn't start without me. Jimmy Maxwell <laughs> is the greatest Bambi of all because no one ever bags him. Yeah. And I'm saying, well, there he, he's the one that took shots at your radio station. Yeah. I defended your radio station just because I thought... I felt like that was a Bambi. I want to. Yeah, he okay. was. He was Bambiing you <laughs> yeah. when he said, "Oh, how dare they call themselves the home of sport? The true home of sport is the ABC." Well, where were you on Saturday night? Let's take it offline because spent too much time speaking about the great Jimmy Maxwell. Let's march on. Career insurance, <laughs> uh, Clive Churchill medal, and I think Sean for the first time. Nathan Cleary is actually good odds to win the Clive Churchill. Not, mm. He's been stupid odds. $6, $4.50 at one point, wasn't he? $9 now. Now, obviously, the needle to thread is they've got to get through Melbourne this week. But to me, all of a sudden, he he is a little bit juicy. Mm. Well, it doesn't make sense because he's, in theory, he's, the, the number of times that he wins the award if Penrith have won the game shouldn't really change that much. I think we said... Uh, the price of him a couple of weeks ago made made him winning the award 50% of the time. It's now equating to about 38%, 39%. So it's a big shift, yeah. which doesn't really make sense to me. I agree that they are they're $3.50 on the board now to to even progress. So they're a big price, yeah. but I'm fairly keen on them. So I couldn't I could not talk you out of backing him if you if you think they're going to win. He's the clear obvious choice of Penrith. And then if if you like Storm on the other hand, they've got probably four or five blokes that can legitimately win it. Um, and they're all well in the market just with how short they are this week. But Cleary still looks the pick and, and Turbo as well. Can I just ask you this, boys? Have we seen in the history of the game a one-man move the needle like Tommy Turbo? After four <laughs> rounds, they had not won a game. They yeah. were $5 to get the wooden spoon. They were $5 <laughs> to get the wooden spoon. Tommy Turbo, he's just shifted the market. So what's the better bet? Manly $6 to win the competition... Or Tommy Turbo nine dollars, who could still win it he in a could beat still side. win it in a losing team. Yeah, I what like price Tom. Is, um, what price is Michael Jordan in that market? <laughs> oh, you are unbelievable. Oh, You're on the Fox platform, by the way. Do you even <laughs> realise that? Um, he was. They're unpacking you as we speak. Uh, but I'm with you, Joel. Nine dollars yeah. because he he's the type of bloke who could star in a grand final. 
yeah. and they could still lose. He could set up, he could score to set up the other two, and they can get beaten 25 24 or whatever, 19 18. And, and um, <clears throat> but he could have done everything. And uh, my problem with Melbourne is who do you pick? That's the problem. Now, yes, yeah. you're getting some nice, juicy odds about mm. all of them because there's no standout. But Munster, I dare say, has not been man of the match in many games, if any, this year. Yeah, he he, he, he a, looks crazy short to me. Munster. What is he? Was he eight bucks or nine bucks? He, he always is for these games. You've got to circle back to um, the origin last year for a man of the match performance yeah. just about, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is because he's he's proven to be impervious to pressure mm. most of the time on the big stage. Mm. To me, the the, the money, the uh, value, and again, you've sort of got to split your bet, is Brandon Smith and Harry Grant. Or oh, Brandon Smith. Brandon Smith is always near the top for Melbourne yep. in any good performance. So mm. 13 bucks to me is pretty... Yeah, Jerome, I think value. Jerome Hughes is thirteen, but I'd, I'm certainly backing Hughes at thirteen over mm. Munster at eight or, or nine. So, what he is? So I'd look at eight uh, bucks. So there, you see that board is dominated by Melbourne and uh, with Turbo and Cleary. So what about South? South are the favourites this week. So by rights, they're going to play in the grand final according to the bookies. Gee, there's some juicy odds here. Cody Walker, clear, fifteen bucks. Clear pick. Clear pick. Clear pick. Cam Murray, 34. Now, this is picked by Australian selectors. Yes. Yeah. That's what you got to remember. And they love the way he plays football. Uh, that's why I like Isaiah Yo for yep. Penrith. Mm. I've backed Yo. Yeah, so 41 bucks. No, you, I got him at 30. I got him at the... You got him at the Joel Kane employee price. I got him at the... <laughs> I got him at 34 bucks. Um, see, Reynolds at 41. I couldn't imagine Adam Reynolds no. getting it. Um, he could, but... Um, I took Christian Welsh. Uh, my problem is I backed it, Christian Welsh on the fact I thought they were going to play Penrith yeah. in the GF, and I and I can see him terrorising Nathan Cleary and being a standout there. But um, there's still some good. This is a good week to bet because you still got the four teams, so you've still got some real value. Brian Toll, oh, your man, eighty-one bucks. Yeah, eighty-one. If he plays now, now, can you, now. now I bet on Thursday. Can you lead that up until Thursday, please? <laughs> I don't want to get there and be uh, 51. It'll, if it's not, text me. I'll make a few Oh, thank calls. you, Star is born. Can I, before I we... Your promises when it comes to odds mean nothing to me. <laughs> Can I ask you this, boys? So Clive Churchill medal winner by jersey number, right? Mm. Any player wearing number one, six, seven, nine, and then any other jersey. What's the favourite way, you reckon? So you've got one, any six, seven, jersey. nine. So all the spine numbers. So any other jersey. Yeah, $2.25. Yeah, it's it, it's it's because there's so many options. Yo, Murray. Yeah, there's so many numbers. Was that all right? Yeah. So well, who who would you want to be on? Who would you want to be on as far as jersey number or any other? Probably number probably number one at this point. So you got Pap, you got Edwards, Turbo, probably Turbo, and Taff. Mm. Yeah, that's a worry. Six, you've got Munster, Cody, Luai. Yeah, yes, so I just can't see Luai getting a man of the match. And Kieran Foran. Yeah, seven is going to get the it. The issue with seven is the one of them is going to be out. Yeah, Hughes or week. Cleary. But then you've guaranteed got, Hughes or Cleary. Oh, you've got, you got, you got Michael Jordan on the other side as well. <laughs> How many times can I mention that, that is really, uh, that is really <laughs> um, offended you, hasn't it? Uh, where are we going next? I think we're going to. Um, the market. Tell me something, Dan. <laughs> that is a great movie. A great movie. I haven't seen that movie. Dad, what? I haven't seen it. You, a you are guy. a fool if you've never seen that. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Have you seen the Queen movie? Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody? Oh, that's yeah. a shocking movie. If you defend a Joel... I'm defending that. Yeah, of course oh, you do. it's garbage. That was but unreal. The story is inaccurate. 
Oh, let's not let's not. Oh, let's let not. The, it's a biopic. No. Let's not let the the truth get away in a cracking movie. He tells them he's got AIDS five minutes before they go out to Wembley for Live Aid. It was the, all the time. The, the, the times were. Movie. All, Do you know? It was a good movie, but when the timelines are so. Uh, uh, haphazard. Can I tell you something? Uh, do you know who knocked back the role? Fred, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. You know why? Yes, because he wanted to actually go into more of the scandal. Yeah, and uh, and and it was ex- Queen of the producers of that movie. Yes. Right? Okay. And Queen Roger May and uh, Roger Taylor and Brian, Brian May, May, two of the great tossers, uh, <laughs> right, wanted to set the set the movie up as Freddie dies halfway through, yeah. and it's the it's the it's the rise of Queen, right? That's that serious. And Sasha Baron Cohen goes, no, the story ends when Freddie dies. That's so he pulled out. Yeah. He would have been an astonishing mm. Freddie oh. Mercury. Now the guy who did it was pretty damn good, but. The physicality of Sasha Baron Cohen oh, yeah. with the mo Rami it, Malik. Rami Malik. Yeah. He won an Oscar for that, and deservedly. But my God, what an what an opportunity we missed! You know, um, uh, there is talk and scuttlebutt around the fact that Sasha Baron Cohen could play at the AFL Grand Final in a Queen role. Did you know that singing at the AFL Grand Final? But have we settled on the NRL what? Grand Final? No, apparently he could be there. At the, they've moved to Perth, Isla Fisher and Sasha Baron Cohen. Have they? Yes, really? they have moved to Perth. Really? Yes, 100%. Really? Taking and, a very different path, this podcast. Yeah, well, they're talking it. about the fact that he could actually turn up and sing as Queen as Freddie sure, Mercury. Surely not. Listen, just no further <laughs> no. questions, Your Honour. You know I know what? it's a real pain point for no, you. No, someone has sold this to you really well where they actually believe it. Someone yeah. sold to me. He Ooh. was a, he was a, he worked on Olympic sites. He was a mate. and um, Touch base with me on Monday. He was a plum. I hope you're right. It'd yeah. be fascinating. I'm not saying you're wrong. It's just mm. someone has really sold that hard to you because they believe it. Yeah. And a, a bloke said, oh, my foreman has got some inside info because they helped build some Olympic sites that – it was going to be a man from Snowy River theme at the Olympic opening ceremony, and it was going to be a horse going up the stairs yeah. oh, yeah. to light the flame. And he goes, but Dan, don't tell anyone. Yeah. Don't tell anyone. Was it a West Tigers board member? Hey, <laughs> West Tigers. Fair dinkum, West Tigers. What needs to happen at your club, Joel? No, let's be – look, it's pre- I don't want to go there because it's prelim final week. No. Career, no, ins- no. career insurance. Career insurance from Joel <laughs> yeah. No, it's just leaky.com. It's leak, leak week. Every, everything just gets out. It is amazing how everything does get out. Yeah. I mean, that's embarrassing that uh, Maguire was going to be that the, the stuff about Maguire was coming out before the board had a chance to meet, and mm. you've got oh, clearly some factions pushing their agenda. It's like the way Parramatta used to be, mm. and then they cleaned up Parramatta when the uh, independent guy had to come in. I don't know how they fix that, Joel. We're Go- twenty-two <clears throat> years removed from the merger. Like it can't be remnants from the merger. This mu- this is all to do with West's Tigers mismanagement, not West's and Balmain. Yep. Go get Benny Galear. He's an ultimate leader, rock solid. Throw him on the board. Barry O'Farrell. Get him on the board. There's a start. Barry is a leader. Of course he Barry is. Barry is. A- wasn't he part of West Tigers? Get him on there. Get Benny Galear on. Get right. Barry O'Farrell on. So they had me throwing my pen up. Um, grand final early and, uh, well, first try scorer and any time try scorer. Again, markets are nice and plump 
mm. if uh, you want to get involved here. Have the punters been getting involved here, Sean? Uh, early days. I think we only put it up maybe yesterday, so not too much yet. And it's, it's, it is hard to, to find some value, but I think I might have just done so with Justin Olam. 21 bucks now. They're thirty-five to progress. I don't think he's going to be $15. Was he in your initial three picks, Sean, or did you... Did, did social media drive you mad and then you've said, no, nah, no, nah, he's in my picks now. Well, probably Michael, it's Michael Jordan there. Um, no, Justin, I'm 21. That could, that could get some of my money. Seriously. Even ha- though ha- I'm, I'm keen on... Well, we'll get to the... If he wins if he wins the centre of the year, which he bloody should, by the way. But yeah, but that's a, then it's rorted. Then, then that, yeah, he can't win it. No, he, he can't. can't win it. But then what, what's the point of including him <sighs> if it's just... That's embarrassing. Well, Firstly, a, how, a, do admi- inv- how do you not... Administrative oversight. How do you not have him? It's either him or Manu. Yeah, Am but, I right? It's either him or Manu, and it's going to be Manu. But under the Noel Kane philosophy, yes. you would arrive on everything perfectly. You don't stuff around with all this sort of garbage and innuendo. Do you agree? I just think, how do you not look at it and go, hang on, Justin mm. Olam, even if he's even if he's not, you're not going to win, you just go, some, someone's just got to look at it. You don't even need a system. You just got to need the there person going. Well, geez, maybe what the reason is are we on that he's not even a nominee. Maybe the reason is correct. It. Maybe it was an administrative oversight. Please. <laughs> We're just winding him up. We're yeah. just winding him up. Um, all right, where are we going next? I'm waiting for my instructions from my producer, Cam, because I'm rattled here. We've done the Bambi. See, it was your bloody interview with Alex Volkanovsky. Yeah, thrown very us. good. Gamble responsibly. <laughs> I hope for the sake of your people, you come and surrender. No! We seek merely postponement. (laughs) Your forces are weak, and you expect me to wait? Fair point, mate. It's just, we're still alive in the quaddy over here. (laughs) (laughs) You had that thing in the second leg? Yeah, you just threw it in last minute. Fair play. Say, Sean of Black Book. <laughs> Get on board. Sports bets new. Bet with mates. Start your group, bet together, and share in the moment. Bet with mates. New from Sportsbet.